We just want to say good morning to the Lord for allowing us to see this Sunday. Amen. Amen. Sunday right before Valentine. Amen. 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 And I love that song that was playing. That was beautiful. Amen. Amen. We're going to give you a few minutes to get your Bibles, your pens, and your pads. Um, if you got the Bible on your iPhone, if you have the Bible on your iPad, we want to give you a few minutes to get those things in order. And if you're keeping a journal, if you're keeping a journal this morning, we're going to talk about purpose, occupation, and the anointing. And this still goes up under the heading of the body of Christ as kings and priests in the earth. One thing about a message, a lot of people say, oh, that we've heard. No, each time God adds something, amen? amen. We go a little bit further into it, amen? amen? Amen. So for those that are keeping a journal, again, we're going to talk about purpose, occupation, and the anointing. And we're going to read our foundational scripture, so I'm going to ask you to please go to Revelation chapter 1. Amen. Go to Revelation chapter 1 and hold. Amen. Because all of this is still up under the completed work of Christ. All of this is up under the completed work of Christ. Amen. So would you just stand with me, please? I want us to do our declaration this morning. If I could just get you to, that's why I said go to Revelation chapter 1 and hold. Um, you can hold, put your Bible on your side. Amen. And we're going to do our declaration. Say this with me first. Say all of this, all of this is, in line is in line with the completed work, the completed work of, Jesus Christ. of Jesus Christ. Amen. All right, so we're going to do our declaration. Just repeat after me, please. 2023, 2023 the, year the year of living, of living in the completed work, the completed work of, Jesus Christ, of Jesus Christ, his redemption, his redemption and, salvation and salvation completed, completed. The, powers the powers of darkness and the devil, and the devil defeated. defeated. The Lord Jesus Christ. Power, power to supply all of my needs, of my needs. Established. established in 2023, in 2023 is, completed, is completed, defeated, defeated and, established. and established. Now, come on, let's be bold. In my life, in my, life my, home, my home, my church, my church and my children's lives, and my children's lives. Amen. amen. You may be seated in the presence of a holy God. It's not touching. Okay, baby. All right. I'm not touching. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. All right. We're going to get into first. We're going to be talking about purpose. I hear a lot of times people say, I don't know why I'm here. And I hear a lot of Christians saying, 
I don't know why I was born. I don't know why I'm here. What is my purpose in life? So this morning, we're going to start this off with just going over a few things or purposes of why the Lord has put us in this earth. Amen? So we're talking about purpose, occupation, and the anointing up under the titles of the body of Christ, kings and priests in the earth. So we're going to look at Revelation first, 1, okay, verses 5. And it reads, and from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood and had made us kings and priests unto God and his father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. And the church say, amen. amen. So we see that salvation and the completed work of Jesus Christ on the cross, his shed blood, uh, and, and by grace we are saved to offer us salvation. It brought us into the kingdom of Jesus Christ, and we are truly kings and priests in the earth. Amen? He, he didn't save us and take us to heaven. He, he didn't save us and say, okay, I don't want you in the world. Uh, I want you to come on home with me. There's no need for you to be in the earth anymore. That is not true. He actually saved us to leave us here in the earth. Amen. Somebody say, unpack your bags. Unpack your bags. Because really and truly, no, 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 you don't have to say. <laughs> because really and truly, Yes, there are a lot of things that are going on in the world, a lot of, you know, um, ungodly things that are going on. But we know from Scripture as the Lord's saints that these things are going to take place. But he didn't leave us like he told us as orphans. He didn't leave us without strength or help or an empowerment. Amen. So unpack your bags. Amen. Amen. So, God's purpose for creating mankind. Creating means to bring something into existence. Creating means to bring something into existence. So put your heart, hand on your heart and say, the Lord brought me into existence to live on this earth. Yes, in a dark world, a fallen world. A sinful world. He wants me to live. Oh, yes, he does. So unpack your bag. So go to Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. And God said, let us make mankind in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowls of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And God blessed them and said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowls of the air, over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. Put your hand on your heart. Say, I'm supposed to be taking dominion over whatever God has placed me in. 
Now, that's important. And I'm going to say that. I'm going to reiterate this. This is for the retirees. This is for the housewife at home. You're supposed to be taking authority, walking in that dominion in those areas. Now, when we use the word dominion, it means to reign. It means to rule. We're not talking about rule over your husband or rule over your wife. We're talking about ruling over demonic forces. We're talking about, for instance, I'm just going to show you this. For instance, we've learned in this house, every time we hear about a storm, now I don't have to come in here and say, oh, take authority over the storms, uh, uh, plead the blood of Jesus Christ. I know for a fact you're doing that. But it's not just for storms. It's for any storm. That's why we put it on the prayer list that's spiritual or natural. So that means you're supposed to be standing up against even natural storms that come up in your life, whether it's on a job or you're a retiree. Come on now. Because you're what? Either a king or a priest. Can we go on? So, see, this is why the house of the Lord is so important. So you can know and learn how to grow up in the anointing. It's not just about coming here and being here. No, we come here to grow up in the anointing, and then we go back out here and we work it. No foe, no devil, no enemy is supposed to be able just to come to your house and walk in and take over. No sickness, no untimely death. Come on now. Yes, I know all of us are going to leave here one day, but we don't have to go soon. God has given us power, and we're supposed to be walking in power and authority. All right, can we go further? So stop whining, and come on, let's grow up. Tell me, you don't know why this keeps happening to you. Well, it's, it keeps happening because why? We live in a real world, and we, 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 we're dealing with a real adversary who is the devil. Okay? Now, I want you to go down to Genesis chapter 2. Okay? 2 and 7. Okay? Because we just read it was the Lord who decided to create us. Amen? It was who, who decided to create us? No. Not scientists. And before we even hit our mama's belly, before our mom and dad or dad and mom got together, whose decision was it? Thank you. So after he created us, he told us what? He wanted us to be in his image, his likeness, and to have what? Dominion. And he what? He blessed us. Amen. And I know sin came in the garden, but let's get real quick and move on to the completed work of Christ. When Jesus came on the scene, he became the second Adam to your life. Now, if you're not saved today, we can fix that. Because if you're not saved, you're still connected to the first Adam that fell in the garden and was upon all the curses. But once you got saved, you moved from the curse over into the blessing. Is that understood? I know sometimes you don't feel blessed. I know sometimes you don't, wanna, you don't look blessed, but you are blessed. The blood of Jesus cannot be erased from our lives. The devil cannot take that from us. He cannot take the completed work of Christ from us. Huh? And, and we need to understand today, challenges going to come. And some of them going to be earth shattering. Some of them going to almost knock you over, but you are not defeated. Amen. 
the body of Christ got to rise up and understand you are not defeated. Okay, how bad it look? Mama, 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 sha. Yeah, the Bible says in Genesis 2 and 7, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Said the breath that's in me came from God. Yes, it did. No, don't, 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 don't give me that. But that was way back in the Garden of Eden. Well, I can bring you, and we're not going to go there today, but I've done it so many times. I can bring you to the book of Job, where Job says the same thing. Job said, I'm living, walking, thriving by your breath that's in my nostrils. Come on, let's say that. Say, I'm walking, living, thriving by the breath of God, who is Christ, in my body. It's the breath of the Lord. See, that devil beat us down until we start thinking, God done left me. God don't love me. That's a lie. God loves all of you. I hope you came ready to eat today. Yes, Yes, Lord. Look at verse 9 of Genesis 2. And out of the ground made the Lord God to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. The tree of life also in the midst of the garden and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And a river went out of Eden to water the garden. And from this it was parted and became into four heads. The name of the first is Pison, that is which compasseth the whole land of Havilah where there is gold. Mm. And the gold of that land is good. There is Bedellium and the onyx stone. And the name of the second river is Gihon, and the same is, is it that compasseth the whole land of Ethiopia. And the name of the third river is Hadikal, that is it which goeth toward the east of Assyria, of Assyria. And the fourth river is Euphrates. Euphrate, yeah, wait a minute. No. No. Ephorite, that's right. It's like an Ephorites. Amen. And the Lord God took the man and put him into the Garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. Now, hold, hold that thought. Gold, perfume, food, water, which is a necessity of life. Okay. So when God made the first man and woman, he equipped them with everything they need. When you got saved, and you transferred into the kingdom, you got everything you needed for life and godliness. Yes, you did. You just hadn't tapped into it. Yes, you did. You got gold. You got food. You got clothing. You got shelter. This is the providence of God. These are the provisions of God. Yes, you did. It's there. It's there. You just hadn't tapped, it, tapped into it. You just hadn't woke up in your senses to realize who you are in Christ, and it all belongs to you. Amen. So the devil keeps playing with you because you don't know. And what he wants to do is keep playing with your mind and your feelings against God and against the word until you just lose out. 
Put your hand on your heart. Say, I will not lose out. So I'm going to get everything that the Lord has for me. Because I'm going to grow up in the things of the Lord. All right. So man and woman, say they say man and woman was placed on earth as God's representatives. There is no such thing that God left the woman out when he blessed the man. That's not in scripture. There's no such thing that when God said, I'm going to create you in my image and my likeness, I'm going to let you have dominion and I'm going to bless you, that he didn't bless the woman. So men and women are God's representative in the earth, not in heaven. We're his representatives in the earth. Yes, a fallen world, a dark world, a crazy world, a confused world, a world full of sin. This is where we are. So the creation of mankind was to provide a human administrator and ruler of planet earth. Let me show you that. Go to Genesis chapter 2. Look at verse 4. Let me show you why we say that. It was written by the Lord. Amen. Genesis 2 and 4, it says these are the generations of the heavens and of the earth when they were created in the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. Listen good now. And every plant of the field before it was in the earth and every herb of the field before it grew. For the Lord God, for the Lord God had not caused it to rain upon the earth and there was not a man to till the ground. Listen at this. The Lord said, before I cause it to rain upon all this vegetation and it begin to grow and spread out. He says, I need some administrators. Mm, 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 mm. I need some managers to till the ground. So what did he do before the rain came? He created what? Male and female to be administrators, to be managers in planet Earth. See, the devil done beat you down. You don't even believe. Yes, you are an administrator in your own right. You are a manager in your own right. Oh, Lord. Yes, yes, yes. Even that housewife. Even that retiree. All right, let's go on. So, so pastor, what is it administrate, a minister? It is a person responsible for running a business. Don't run out to church yet. A person legally appointed to manage, that's what that is. So each one of us ought to be managing our atmosphere. And you letting the devil, come on, we going where you're at because we need to strengthen you now so you won't keep letting him do this. That devil is not supposed to be... Baby, it ain't it ain't you. It's not the. I know what's going on, but we are gonna preach. The, been doing it since this morning, but it's all right because we made it here. And since we made it here, we are gonna preach. 
because God wants the body of Christ strong. Because this is the year to live in his completed work. But he don't want you po woe is me in the completed work. He don't want you bent over, bowed over to the devil, letting the devil run in and out of our lives this year. He wants us to be strong in him, in the completed work. He wants us to rule and reign as kings and priests in this earth. It's not in heaven. It's here and now. So the devil is not supposed to be running in and out your life, in and out your money, in and out your body. No. No. You got dominion over him. You ought, uh-oh, uh-oh. You ought to be managing that demon. Not him managing you. Drugs should not be, oh, Lord. Drugs are not to be managing you. Come on now. I got drugs at home. Uh-huh, for pain, for sinus, uh, if I, if, you know, I, I can't really get to sleep at night. Come on, you're supposed to be managing that. God put the drug in the earth. When they didn't have nothing else, what did they have to use to cause sanitation and to purify that body? They had to use alcohol. I'm talking about liquor. I'm talking about liquor. They put liquor in the wound. God made it. And I'm going to say this this morning. Anytime you start drinking to resolve your problems, you out of order. Nothing is supposed to take that place but the Holy Ghost. You out of order. Oh, I got a headache. Let me go get a drink. Oh, I don't feel good. Let me go get a drink. Oh, I had a bad day. Let me go get a drink. I'm talking about liquor. You out of order. The Bible says that be not drunk with wine, but be filled with the spirit in excess. The apostles were so drunk off the Holy Ghost on the day of Pentecost, they thought they were drunk. But Peter stood up and said, hold up. No, no, no. This isn't new wine. This is the Holy Ghost. See, you're supposed to have power to take care of that demon. You ain't even got to say a word. Ooh, y'all don't, that's why you need the Holy Ghost. You better get the Holy Ghost. Oh, yeah, I heard the old saying, but everybody got a will. I'm here to tell you, yeah, they do have a will, but still, God got a way. See, I, I didn't finish it. I, didn't, I came back to tell you. That's why it's always good to come back to KSL. You don't like what you heard on last Sunday. Keep coming back. Yeah, they got a will, but God got a way. That go for the children, the husband, the wife. God got a way. God is still in control. He's just letting the devil think he in control. But he said, behold, I give unto you power. To tread on scorpions and serpents and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. He feels you to get power. What is the power of God? The burden moving, yoke destroying power of God. 
Yeah, yeah, Baba. That's why when we come to service, we feel better. But you got to learn how to stir up the gift at home. And if you don't have the Holy Ghost, you need to be seeking for the Holy Ghost. Not a man, not a woman, not a car, not a bank account. Get the Holy Ghost. You need the Holy Ghost. Yes, God is all powerful. I heard that. The devil's power is not greater than God's power. Get that out your mind. You talking about power that's going to get you six foot up out of the grave. Out from under the dirt. And give you a new body. That's power. He can change times and seasons. He can change the doctor's report. He can change that old mean husband's report. He can change that old mean wife's report. He can change that old mean child's report. Somebody say, Lord, I need power. Holy Ghost power. Yeah, God wants human administrators as rulers of planet Earth. Uh-huh. So he didn't cause it to rain because there was not a man or a woman to till the ground. What does that mean? To work, to manage, to administrate the ground. Uh-huh. So, so while you sit up in here and you the housewife or you the retiree and you get up every morning and you stretch and you say, I don't have anything to do, that's a lie. You're supposed to be managing that home. You're supposed to be managing them grounds. You're supposed to have a prayer life. Man, your prayer life ought to exceed the people that's got to really go to the job now. Because they're due, let me tell you something, stop being crazy. There comes a time when you need to retire. Your life should have been set up as you were growing up. Uh-huh. Not when do you ate it. To my, I, I didn't work nowhere. I just laid up and drunk wine and smoked dope. Laid up with the women. Laid up with the men. I don't have nothing for retirement. The devil is crazy. There's provision for the retiree. So your life, God sets your life up. The first thing he did with Adam and Eve was put them in the garden to go to work. Somebody say, go to work. Say, get up off your lazy, do nothing. And go to work. Well, I can't, I can't do a whole lot. Do what you can do. Do what you can do. We got some prideful folk in the, in the church. I don't want to work at McDonald's. Really, baby? Oh, you for real? I, not, I, I, I worked in the restaurants. I kept people's children. I worked in the cleaning business. I worked in the hospital. 
whatever door God opened, yes, I worked. And my children are looking at me like, when did you work? Well, you weren't here yet. I worked. I worked. I even went to school to have a career. I went to school to be a nurse because I love people. I always want to help people. So when that didn't come through, my dad and my mom and me, we were sitting around scratching my, our heads, and I'm like, oh, my God, what happened? What's, what am I going to do? I didn't go back and say, oh, hey, you know what? I'm just going to find me a rich man and marry him and lay up, and I don't have to do nothing. No, baby, I wanted what I'm supposed to be doing. I had an urgency in me. I got something to do. Amen. What am I supposed to be doing in the earth? Didn't know God was calling me into ministry, which is a form of helping people. It's, and it, sometimes I still feel like I'm a nurse. <laughs> you better take the vital signs. You better get that thermometer in the mouth. What's your Paul saying? <laughs> Here, take these, take these prescriptions. The word of God. God got something for everybody in here to be doing. You just need to seek the Lord to find out what you need to be doing. I'm not called to be you, 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 you. You're not called to be this one, that. You're called to be you. But you got something to do. We got too many pride. I mean, just pride. When I wasn't working, here I come, government assistance, because that's what I needed to get on. Or the babies was going to starve. I got the wick. I went to the food stamp place. Bishop, don't say that. Why? Ain't nobody lost no weight. (laughs) Why don't say that? We, come on, baby. We used the governmental system until we learned how to pray and come up and come out. And then one day my husband looked at me and I looked at him. He said, we, it's, we both said, it's time to get off this now. It's a stepping stone. Get off your high horse or starve. Nah. Nah. Or you starve. Uh-huh. I had a lady come to me one time. Do you take food stamps for ties? I said, baby, I'll take it. What's, what time you want me to be at the store? <laughs> Ain't no shame in my game. No, Brother Carlton. Uh-uh. Ain't no shame. Huh? Y'all said, Bishop, what? What? Bishop was using food. St- I use them now. Well, thank you, baby. They buy food. Yeah, get off your high horse, said the Lord. Get off your high horse. I shopped at the Salvation Army. I shopped at the hand-me-downs. Hello, hello. Until we could do better, until we learned better, until we learned the principles of God's word. And one no shame. My husband said, well, I'm not going. I said, I'll go. Put my clothes on. Here I am. Here I am. She calling you. 
Yes, Lord. Get off your high horse. Everybody starts somewhere. I say everybody starts somewhere until we do better. And that's what the word of God is for. And the house of worship is for is to help us do better. Look, you can't put that on me. Get away from me. No, you ain't put no shame on me. Get away from me in Jesus' name. You're not going to put that on me. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And no, I didn't overtake because I didn't ask for nothing. They just paid a tithe. That was it, baby. So God said, I'm looking for men and women that will manage and administrate in the earth. I'm looking for a person, people responsible for running a business or a person legally appointed to manage. What's a help meet? Because, you know, the Lord told Adam, now, oh, this blessed me when I found out what this was. So all of you who are not ready to be married, let me show you something in the word. Is that all right? When, when he created Adam, he says, I'm going to give you a help meet. Can I tell you what a help meet is? Because, see, if you don't have a husband now, then you are a help meet to God. Can I show you? All right, now. Here we go. Until that husband come. Amen? A help meet is a suitable helper for Adam, but it is also a helpful companion or partner. And so the Lord is saying to men and women, if you haven't found your mate yet, will you be a partner with me? Now, when you get your mate, then you and your mate become a partner to God. But right now he's saying, will you be my partner? Will you manage with me? Will you work with me? That's what he's looking for. That's what he's looking for. So God created mankind to fill the earth. Watch this. Here's another purpose. Not only is dominion a purpose. In the image and likeness of God is a purpose. Being blessed has a purpose. Come on now. But filling the earth with the likeness of God is a purpose. Now wait a minute. How can I fill the earth with God? If I don't have no God in me. Ooh, that's deep. Huh? God created mankind, womankind, children to fill the earth with the likeness of himself. Every human being is to have the nature of God by having the spirit of the Lord within. Ooh, did you get that? You sure? Somebody say every human being is supposed to have. The nature of God by having the spirit of the Lord within by salvation through the blood of Jesus Christ. So watch this. That means the entirety. Listen to me. Not one or two, 
not three or four, not 150, 200. The entire world is supposed to be saved. Nobody exempt. But I know, I know, I know. I'm just showing you what God wants. I know everybody in the world is not saved, but that's what God wants. Because if everybody in the world was saved, then that means everybody then would have a, the nature of Jesus in them. Ooh, it'd be a beautiful place, wouldn't it? Ooh, it would be awesome. Could you imagine getting up every morning, going to work, and everybody in the office got the nature of God? Good morning. How are you? Oh, did I leave that there? Excuse me. Not cussing somebody out. You have a blessed day. Hello. Good morning. Yes, this is so-and-so. Yes, our office is open today. How may I help you? Oh, yes, that's right. You know, the Lord is wonderful. And what can we do for you today? Now, I know that sounds silly to you. That's like a little cartoon. But that's what God wants. So guess what, though, church? Guess what, church? That's how you're supposed to be. Your old nature is supposed to be dead, 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 dead. That old mean, hateful nature is supposed to be dead, dead, dead. That old nature, I can't take nothing. It's supposed to be, supposed to be, supposed to be dead, dead, dead. That old unforgiving nature is supposed to be dead, dead, dead. We live in a fallen world. So we got to be extra dead. Okay, okay. Play if you want to. That devil going to eat your lunch. <laughs> Because then we go back to the old principle in the Bible. Whatever you sow, it's coming back to you. You want to hold folk down and don't want to. I'm talking about really let go. It's coming to you. Folk going to do you the same identical way. And you're going to be wondering, why this ain't happening quick? Why this? Because you wouldn't obey the Lord, crazy. You wouldn't obey. You, so guess what? Step back, prophets. Step back, prophet. Step back, apostle. Step back, teachers and evangelists, pastors. And let, let it work. Because I'm not going to keep going around a mountain with crazy. So keep doing what you do. Just keep doing it. Yes, all this. <laughs> yeah. You got to let go. You got to let it go. You got to let go how daddy did, mama, and mama did. You got to let that mess go or it's going to end up in your life. You got to let go. Oh, they mistreated me. They didn't treat me right in the family. Let the mess go. Amen. You are a Christian. You're supposed to be Christ-like. You're supposed to be followers of Christ in the earth. Let it go. And if you're having a problem letting it go, you better find an altar and say, Jesus, Holy Spirit, uproot this out of me. Take it away from me. Can I, can I finish? Because the nature of Christ needs to be flowing through us. Flowing through us in this dark world. No, Jesus is not going to come here and change this world. He's offering them salvation. They have to accept that. But okay, since you don't want to change, I know what I must do as a Christian. 
I got to change. That's if I want to eat the good of the land. That's if I want power flowing through my life. I'm talking about power when you get sick. You can lay hands on yourself. I'm trying to teach them. I don't need a bunch of babies under me. I want you to respect me, but I don't want a bunch of babies under me. I want you to respect me. Show me respect. Show me love, but not, uh uh-uh. Bishop, if you don't pray, it ain't good. That's a lie. You're supposed to be praying too. Some of you been in here a long, not, you know, some of you though been in here a long time and you still can't pray for a headache. You can't pray away that old, old nature. You can't pray away lying, hating. We ought to be commanding the old nature. The old nature ought to be under our foot, not its foot on us still. Okay? We, 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 we should be commanding the old nature. Well, you don't understand. I'm just like my aunt. Get it out of you. You're not supposed to be. When you came over on the Lord's side, then the work began to allow the new nature to work in you. Amen? Let me get to the word. Wait a minute. Because we got a lot, lot. Uh, well, it won't be that much, but we got, we got to share it. We got to share it because we got to talk about purpose, occupation. We got to talk about it. We got, okay, okay. So God created mankind to fill the earth with the likeness of himself. Every human being is to have the nature of God by having the spirit of the Lord within through salvation by the blood of Jesus Christ. After salvation, then we become the body of Christ, the church. Can you imagine that? The church goes to work. I want you to see it this way. The church goes to work, y'all. Wait, I'm coming to that. Go to Ephesians chapter 1. Uh-huh. The church goes to work. The church is out in the marketplace, which is the workplace, the job. But we don't see no Jesus. We don't see the nature of Jesus in your life. Come on now. And there you are, you own the job. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Ooh. There you are, own the job, saved, got Jesus. The company needs some help. And if you were really praying, God would give you like he did Joseph, how to help the company. Amen. Yes, you're right. Je- yes, he did. God gave Joseph how to save Egypt. Uh-oh, going so now the wheel's turning. Wait a minute. I'm supposed to be helping? Oh, uh, yes. Somebody come to work depressed. You don't even know what to say to them. But you're a Christian. Filled with the nature of God. Anointed. Right, you can't even go in your office and bind demons and release Jesus. See, the same gifts that work in the church work on the job. I, I use them. I use them to get up in the morning. I use them for God to tell me what to put here, what to do this, how to put this together. I use them when somebody call me about this and call me about. I'm serious. I pull on the Holy Ghost. Lord, help me. Give me the information I need. I really don't know what I'm doing. Would you please help me? And do you know he'll do it? 
Say this with me. Say the Lord is not just interested in my soul being saved. Say he's interested in helping me raise my children. He's interested in helping you raise your children, how to supply what they need, how to raise them up in the ammunition of the Lord. He's concerned when you're depressed on the job, when somebody else is depressed on the job. He's, he's concerned about your job. You the light and the salt on that job. Amen. Oh, help Holy Spirit. I know y'all want to hear about love. <laughs> the men already gave us. I'm serious, they did. No, I didn't come here this morning to preach about that. And I thank God for the men. I came to preach on purpose, occupation, and the anointing. Okay? Go, did we go to Ephesians chapter 1? All right, let me get there. Wait, I'm going to show you something. Okay, here we go. Ephesians 1. And I want you to look at verse 22. And it reads, and hath put all things under his feet. And gave him to be the head over all things to the church. So wait a minute. Who is your head, church? Oh, you didn't say that loud enough. Who is your head, church? In what? Everything. That means you need to be going to the Lord for what? Everything. When things are good, when things are bad, that go for the male and the female, you need to be going to who? And how do you get to him? By seeking him. By prayer, by worship, by getting in the word. Oh, watch this. And had put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. All right, you know what that means? Where is Jesus seated at on the right hand of power in the heavens? Where is the body at, though? But he says, look at the scripture. He says the body is to fill up everything. That means on your job, your job, in your house, at your house, uh, your job, your job. Jesus is supposed to be there through you. We just explained it. You're supposed to have his nature. How did I get his nature? By having his spirit in you. So on every job, every home, every ground. Jesus is supposed to be there. And you're supposed to be salt and light. Every retiree, you, man, your prayer life ought to be so awesome. Wow. Wow. Every housewife, man, your house ought to be the cleanest, the most orderliest. I mean, it ought to be in order. It ought, it ought to be running like a ship-shaped ship. Why? Because you got Jesus. And if you marry, your wife or your husband ought to be the happiest, the most prosperous. Why? Because you got the nature of Jesus. And the Lord will lead you and guide you, give you wisdom and understanding and knowledge and faith. Uh-oh, the wheel's turning. Uh-oh, they saying, oh, I haven't been doing that. I know you haven't. I know you haven't. I know, but that's what you're supposed to be doing. Can we go on? 
Can we go on? The church, which is Christ's body here in the earth. Where's the body of Christ at? Said not in heaven. Not in, heaven. in the earth. Hmm. So the church, which is Christ's body here in the earth, is formed by the baptism with the Holy Spirit. Now, let me show you something. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. All right. Here we come. Yes, Lord. All right. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. We're going to start reading at the 12th verse. It says, for as the body is one and hath how many members? How many? Uh huh. And all the members of that one body, being many, are still what? One body. So also is Christ. So also is Christ. For by one spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jew or Gentile, whether we be bond or free, and have been all made to drink into one spirit. For the body is not one member, but many. So therefore, that means. God said, I got enough Christians that ought to be able to be at this job, this job, this home, these grounds, and manage it. Now, what does he mean by that? Because we understand that every job got employees and an employer. Come on now. It has already a manager. So what are we managing? Demonic forces. We're managing the downturn of that business. Why? Because I work there. You think I want to see it go under and I'm working there? Amen. No. And it's the same way for those who have business. You have your own business. What, what are you there for? Oh, I'm frustrated today. The devil just beat me up. I don't like nobody. I don't think I'm going to succeed. That's not a Christian. You better get back in your declarations. You better get back on your face. You better get back at your altar and do what? Stir up the gift. Stir up strength. Stir up the gift. You need to get back in prayer. You need to get back in worship of the Lord. Are we understanding? So you the manager on that job. Amen? Not over your boss. And even in your business, God should be your boss. A lot of people get their own business. I can do what I want to do now. I don't have to wake up early. Baby, when you become the boss, hello? When you become the boss, that means you ought to be overseeing. You have to, not should be. You have to oversee everything. And like Administrator Ralph said, everything is your fault. You tell me you don't need Jesus. I, used, I preached a message one time. Wealth is a responsibility. It ain't all laying up somewhere and I got money and ooh, throwing money up. In it. It's a responsibility. Can, can, oh, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Listen, listen. You might have forgot this. We are the body. We are the church of Jesus Christ. We are the people called out from the world. Yes, we're in the world, but we're not of the world. We work in the world. We manage in the world, but we're still not of the world. What does that mean? That means I get my wisdom and understanding from God. Now, let me say this too, because I've been known to kind of skip over, but that doesn't, it's needed. Let me tell you something. 
It's no way you're going to run a business and you don't have an education. It's no way you're going to work on that job and you don't get no information. You don't get no understanding of what you're trying to do. When I was on the floor at Providence working in, uh, as a nurse, I was in school. They had books I had to study. There were tests I had to take. Why? Because I had to learn. I had to learn. So basically, this is the way it works. You need the Bible and you need your education. It takes it all. You're not going to work on that natural job and you don't have any knowledge of what you're doing. You're going to be crazy. You're going to mess that folks, mess the people's job up. Wait a minute. And, and you're not going to be a housewife and not know what to do. And don't have no schedule or when you're going to wash the clothes, feed the children, fix the meals. What's your wash day? What's your grocery day? When do you wish, what's the day to pay the bills? Where is your schedule? Just roll out of bed when you get ready. Throw some on the table. I'm, look, I'm in the house. God manages me. I have to do what he say, and I got a schedule. And it's a tight one, baby. And I don't let nobody get me off of it. I know what I do on Monday. I know what I do. I got, yeah, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I know what I'm going to be doing. Well, you see that? How airheaded. We just get up. Oh, ain't I don't go to work nowhere. That house is a job, baby. Them children is a job. Wait a minute. I'm sorry. And if you don't have no children, you a job. All by yourself. You ain't no joke, baby. You need a schedule just to manage you. Cause you ain't no joke. You need some governing in your life. <laughs> or we are overeat, overcook, overspend, overtalk, overrun the street. Oh, y'all didn't know that, did you? Just on the phone. I ain't got time on the phone with you all day long. I had a dream. Okay, well, you better go figure it out. You in the Holy Ghost. Get off my phone. Because I got a schedule. I know exactly what I'm doing, what I'm going to do when I leave here. I got a schedule. And I'm going to be on time to do it. Oh, I'm so afraid to retire because I don't know what I'm going to do. Well, before you retire, you need a list. You, you need to have some things in order. What are you going to do with your life? Okay, maybe right now you need to ease off the job. Maybe you don't need to fully retire. Maybe you need to go part-time until you can get your life together. See, that's how we end up with busybodies and women, uh, silly women laden with sin and silly men laden with sin. Because you ain't got no schedule in your life. So you think nobody has a schedule. So you calling me all times of night and all doing it. The devil is a lie. I got stuff to do. I got a time to wash the clothes. I got a time to fold the clothes. I got a time to put up the clothes. Oh, baby, thank you. Encourage me. I always hear you when I'm at home, and I start laughing. I can hear uh, 
Minister Leslie, preach the word. And I said, yes, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for the encouragement. I just be wanting some encouragement, baby. Instead of being put down all the time. That hurts. You're doing the best you know, and everybody just put you down, put you down. You ain't doing this. You don't know what you're doing. Ah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Can I get a breather? Because I got a life. Where's your schedule? Where's your schedule? Housewife, retired man, retired woman, single woman, single man, where's your schedule? And you ought to have a schedule with your own business and on somebody else's job. Can we, can we go on? Because I got to get to the, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. You see, we are everywhere at one and the same time. We are everywhere at one and the same time. So we have, this is, this is what goes with us when we go to work every morning, when we go to our business every morning, when we run our homes every morning, when we run our grounds every morning. The fruits of the Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Holy Spirit and the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. Did y'all hear me? So real quick, we, we ain't going to stay here because I got... I got let you out of here. Listen, listen, listen. So that means that when I go to work, go on that job, go, go, go on that business. Thank you, Father. Oh, it's in the back. Hallelujah. Thank you. Oh, can't hold that paper clinging to me. Here it is. So that means everywhere you go, you should have the fruits of the Spirit in operation. Well, what's the fruit of the Holy Ghost? Since the Holy Ghost is in my life, love, that song you just played, love is patient, love is kind. See, we need to get back to the altar. Okay. Love, joy. I just break on through. I'm here. Shut up. I'm tired of you. I'm here. You act like you're on drugs. I'm here. I'm on a drug. It's called the Holy Ghost. And I'm keeping it. The world is mean enough. Love, joy, peace. Oh, here comes the big one. Don't, don't pass out. Long suffering. Can't put up with nothing. Somebody step on your toe. Look at you wrong. Oh, I don't like you because you, is you crazy? I can ask you, is you on drugs? <laughs> Long suffering. In your business, on your job, in your home. When you go to the grocery store, when you're driving in Mobile, Alabama on the interstate. But they show past me and I say, have a good day. Because I'm not going no faster. Amen. That's why we got the wide open highway, sweetie. I even, I even slow down so they can go around me. Have a good day. Long suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, hope, meekness, temperance. And you know some of us ain't got. Some of us don't have no temperance. We overdo everything. I used to love that about Sister Ray Shonda when she was helping me. She knew how to call me and get off that phone. 
just talking. People just, not her. She knew how to call me, get the business done, and get off the phone. Just call me. I'm trying to work. I'm trying to do new things in my life that require, I have to do it. It's required of me. Just talking about nothing. I'm saying, Lord, how long? It's going on and on and on. And I'm saying, I'm looking at my watch. I'm looking at the clock. I'm saying, I got to go. Not you, not you. She was wondering because she called me. We talked about things. She asked me questions, but no, not you. But I'm saying, come on, I don't even do you like that. What did I say? I said, I'm not going to hold you long, baby. And when I feel it getting low, I said, well, all right, I got to go now. Talk to you later. Don't, don't I do it, baby? People got things to do. People's lives are busy. So the fruit of the spirit goes with us and the gifts. Somebody say, and the gifts go with me. Let me tell you what the gifts are. The word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, the gift of faith, gifts of healing. You don't know who might get sick on that job. Working of miracles, prophecy, discerning of spirits, diverse kinds of tongues, the interpretation of tongues. All this go with you on the job, on the business. And the power of the Holy Ghost. And you know what that is. Burden moving, yoke destroying, power of God. Let's talk about occupation. Let's talk about occupation. Let's talk about occupation. What are some occupations? You remember what Jesus said, don't you? He said, occupy till I come. Didn't he say that? Go to Luke 19. This thing is wrong. What time is it? Okay. All right. Because we're not, we're not going to. Didn't Jesus say that? Go to Luke 19. Let's go there quickly, please. Luke 19. <clears throat> Luke 19. Okay, because I want you to have the scripture on it. Jesus said, occupy till I what? <clears throat> so what does that mean, Bishop? That means work till he what? Run the business till he what? Run the house till he what? Occupy the grounds till he what? Because, see, I don't want my retirees and my older people. You still have something to do, though. You ought to be, KS, your home, you... Your Christian walk, your family, and the church. Man, you ought to have a prayer life out this world. But at your job, you ought to be a fantastic Christian. Because you carrying what? The gifts, the fruits, and the power. What does the word of God say? According to the power that worketh. It's got to be working. Mm. Mm. One scripture says, listen at this. One scripture says in Proverbs chapter 8, it says that the Holy Ghost will give you witty inventions. He'll give you inventions. He'll give you things to come up with that will prosper your life. And you tell, and you're going to tell me you done prayed? Because you're looking at me like, oh, I done prayed. Well, I don't know what prayer you praying. I don't know what prayer you praying. 
Because the Bible said that God's wisdom will give you witty inventions. I'm amazed at all the youth that come on the news that have come up with stuff and it's making them money. And we sit back, but we the church. The church ought to be taking over the world. But everybody wants the pulpit. Where's the people? Where's the money? We come in here to be encouraged and instructed and built up to do what? Go back out. Bless you, Father. Luke 19, 13. And he called his ten servants and delivered them ten pounds and said unto them, what? Till he what? So that means I need to be busy until what? I'm going to say that again. You were slow. I need to be busy. And you need to be busy until what? Until what? That means until he comes to get you, you know, or the rapture. You are to be what? Busy. Come on, say it with me. You are to be what? And I don't mean busy in other men's affairs and business. Busy bodies, gossipers, talking about folk. Spreading folks' business all over Mobile, Alabama. All up at folks' houses every day. Go home. Clean up your own house. Go home. Manage yourself. Go home. Manage your wife. Manage your husband. Manage your children. Yeah, Uh-huh. I ain't coming to your house. You ain't got to worry. Probably got to step over the cat, the dog, <laughs> dirty laundry, food everywhere. Uh-uh, uh-uh, no. Uh-uh. I'm bad because I that my house clean. Woo. My house was clean with five children. Oh, uh-uh. They didn't play. You know, I watched commercials and the baby throwing food on the floor. And I'm looking like the devil is a lie. And they didn't, and nobody whooped them. I'm saying when they ate, Okay, when food drooling down their mouth, clean it up. Clean them up. Take care of your children. Learn how to be a mama. Learn how to be a daddy. If they ate at the table and stuff dropped, it was immediately gotten up. Until they were old enough and I say, baby, well, they don't like me talking about cleanup because they said I worked them like masters. But They said, well, don't y'all, look, when I'm gone, just know it was all love. I just couldn't stay. It just was, I don't like filth. Uh Uh-uh, I just don't. So, you know, yeah, I taught them, clean up, take the trash can out, clean up your room, make up your bed, learn how to use the washing machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep your clothes clean. Come on now. You don't want to be smelling. A Christian? Dollar General got soap, deodorant, detergent. I'm being serious. I went there. They looking at me like, oh, Lord, please. What you talking about? Man, we something else. Don't ever forget the old. Because every now and then we might have to use it. Especially in times we living in. Don't forget the old. You better hold on to what you've been taught. 
You never know when you have to go back and pull it back up and reuse it. He said, occupy till I come. Uh-huh. What does occupy mean? It means do business. Woo. Do business in your home. Do business on your grounds. Do business at your job. Do business at your business. It means to have dominion. Wow. Over all the earth. Okay. So guess what? You're supposed to be doing business. You're supposed to have dominion. To have dominion over all the earth was given to the entire species of mankind, both male and female. Therefore, all of mankind was created as rulers and kings. Jesus Christ is the prince of the kings of the earth. Somebody say, occupy till he come. Say, do business till he come. Did you know there are occupations in the Bible? Can I name some? The disciples had jobs. They were in the seafood business. <laughs> okay? Matthew 4, 18 through 22. Then Matthew 9 and 9. Because Matthew, one of the disciples, was a tax collector. He worked for the IRS. Matthew 27, 57, Joseph of Arimathea was a rich man. He managed wealth, he was a disciple of Christ, and he was an honorable counselor. He was actually on the Jewish counseling. He was part of the government. Are y'all listening? They had occupations. Uh, Mark 15, 42 through 46. Luke 23, 50 through 53. John 19, 38 through 40. Matthew 26, 57 through 59. That's about Joseph of Arimathea. Okay? Jesus was a carpenter. And he wasn't just no any carpenter, carpenter. See, a lot of times when people say that about Jesus, they think he was just putting wood together and hammering. He did what a carpenter does. And what Brother David, seriously, what Brother David do. That's the type of carpenter that Jesus was. He did skill work. Uh-huh. Where you had to have them special, even back in that day. See, everybody think poor, poor, poor. Get that out your mind. He learned it from his daddy, from Joseph. How to work them tools and cut that wood. He built tables and chairs and sofas and, and, and oh my God, things for the home. That's an occupation. Then there was Dorcas. She made clothes. Acts, oh, okay, I'm sorry, wait a minute. Jesus was a carpenter. Mark 6 and 3. That's Jesus. Then there was Dorcas. She, was, she made clothes. Acts 9, 36 through 43. Tell me you don't want to do nothing. Then there was Simon the Tanner. 
Guess what? He was a leather worker. He made all types of leather goods. Y'all know how y'all like leather? Okay. Acts chapter 9, verse 43. And I like this sister here. Lydia was a seller of purple, but guess how she could sell it? She dyed clothes. She made dyes. She worked with dyes. Sister was bad. This is the same Lydia that had the prayer meeting at the riverbank. And, and when Paul got there, he was looking for church, couldn't find no church. And he found these group of people with Lydia having prayer at the riverbank. But the sister had a business. Oh, everybody in the Bible was poor. No, they weren't. These people had jobs, occupations. Mm. Now, shine for me. Shine for me. Then you had a husband and wife business. There's no such thing as a husband and wife can't go into business. This was Aquila and Priscilla. Their occupation was making tents. And the apostle Paul was also a tent maker by trade. Somebody said they went to work. Acts 18, 1 through 3. And that doesn't mean every husband and wife got to be in business together. Stop acting crazy. But there are those that can get in, go into business together. All right. Joseph Brethren had an occupation way back there in Genesis. And that actual word is in there. Their occupation was cattle. Genesis 46. Verse 31 through 34. Abraham had an occupation. What was it? Flocks, herds, and managing wealth. Okay, that's Genesis 24 and 1. Genesis 24, 34 through 35. So, Every person in the body of Christ needs to understand their purpose and responsibility. And listen at this. Why you say it's just a job. It's just work. Oh, I got to go to that job. Oh, I got to get up and go to that business. Here's what the Lord calls it. Calls it. Every person in the body of Christ needs to understand their purpose and responsibility and fulfill their kingdom assignment. Did you know that? That job, that business is really a kingdom assignment. You're on assignment from the king. And you're a king in your own right. What does that mean? A king means you have authority. You, you have dominion. Jesus gave it back to you. So when you go to that job, you ought to be watching for whatever's going on while you're doing that work. You get to something you don't understand. Yes, you can go ask people around you, but also be praying, Lord, how do I put it into action? Because you represent Jesus on the job, in the business. It's your kingdom assignment. Why? Because you represent the king everywhere you go. And watch this. He's not finna change. Nope, nope, they got to accept him. So the world stays in a certain pattern. But everywhere you go, you represent light and salt. Light and salt. Can I name some things? And then I'm going to share some anointings with you, and then we're going home. Does, 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 are, you, are you understanding? 
Mm-hmm. Okay, 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 okay. So it's a, what, is, what is that job called? A kingdom assignment. What is that business called? What is that job called? Okay, so tomorrow, Monday, where you supposed to be at on your what? Ooh, I like the sound of that. Ooh, boy, your boss man and boss lady, they're going to say, what happened? Because in my heart, hey, this is a kingdom assignment. I'm here to represent the king. I'm a king in my own right. I have authority. The Bible says where the word of a king is, who's going to change it? What are, what are your words? The declarations out of the word of God. That's a kingdom assignment. That's not just, oh, I got to sweep the flow. I got to do the cashiering. Oh, I got to do this. Uh, that's a kingdom assignment. What's wrong with you? Get up. Get yourself together. Fix yourself up. Go to bed at night. Get off the phone. Get out the streets. Turn the TV off. They done made their money. What you doing? Child, I'm going to pay $500 because I'm going to see Beyonce. No, no, no. You, you need to take that $500 and do something with it. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, Lord, have me. Wait a minute, wait a minute. How do they say? Oh, Lord. Okay, so you pay $1,000 to go see Beyonce. And you won't even take care of your kingdom assignment. Man, I know that's right. And pretend I'm at the Beyonce concert. <laughs> Did y'all hear Brother Brian? Y'all better buy a 20-something uh, tape. Sit your sit down down. Really? Really? You on assignment from Jesus. You're representing him in this dark world. They need you on that job because everybody's not. Watch this. The Bible said in Revelation 1, 5, 6, and 7, and he made us kings and priests. Kings are those who work in the marketplace, which is jobs. But the priests are those who are clergy and the fivefold ministry full time. That means their salary. Their salary comes from the church. That means 98% of us work on a. And we are called. I don't want to work. I want somebody to take care of me. You, you, you need to come up out of that. Well, you don't understand, Pastor. I'm picking him out. Really? Did he pick you? <laughs> Why are you picking his pockets? <laughs> picking his pockets, baby. Oh. <laughs> when Sheba went to see Solomon, she had her own. The girl took him an offering. Don't you want something of your own? Yeah. 
Don't you want something of your own in your hand that you bring it home? Now, the Bible says after you done suffered a while and, you know, got established. Okay, you marry that man and he see you working and he said, you know what, baby? You don't have to work. Okay, but you still got to manage the house. He gone to work or she gone to work and come back home to cheer and swing him from the chandeliers. I mean, a total place up. You on the phone. I'm talking about got the word as the world turned on and the world turning faster and faster. <laughs> no meal on the table. Well, baby, you understand. I had to talk to sister. I had to talk to sister. So and so better get off your phone. She need to get off your phone. She's taking up valuable time. Or he, he or she is taking up valuable time. Because you have things to do. Let me do this and we're through. I just want to share this with you. The Holy Ghost tells us that there are difference of administrations and he gives out different gifts to everybody. Everybody doesn't have the same gifting. He doesn't use everybody the same way. So I'm just going to say this. There is an Isaac anointing. And that anointing or that spirit of Christ upon your life is for investments and strategies. There is a Cyrus anointing. And that's for financial accumulation. There's a Samuel's anointing for sensitivity and obedience to the voice of God. There's an Esther's anointing for divine favor and kingdom strategies. There's a Daniel's anointing for government, excellency, and integrity. There's a Joseph's anointing for politics, business, economics, leadership strategies. There's a Joshua anointing for warfare, prosperity, and success strategies. There's an Abraham's anointing for pioneering new territories, real estate acquisitions, and intergenerational covenant blessings. There's a Moses anointing as a trailblazer and a leader. There's a Nehemiah's anointing as a renovator and a restorer. There's an Ezra anointing as an authentic worshiper of the true and living God. There's a Deborah's anointing for balance in your life. And there's a David's anointing for worship and praise unto the true and living God. You didn't even know God, you, you didn't even know the Lord could work in all these ways, did you? So which one of them have you tapped into? You're only going to tap into it through prayer, seeking the Lord, in the word. There you go. You need all of them. We need all of them. Can I say something? Whatever you're going after, you need your education. 
There's no such thing that you don't need an education. You need to learn how, you need to know how to read, write. You need to do math. You need to understand some things, amen? But you're going to need Jesus. You're going to need, look, you got to put them both together. You need the education and Jesus. You need the Bible, the word of God, and you need your books on learning. The Lord told me to tell you, he's going to bring you out. But listen to me, baby. It's going to take time. And you're going to have to be patient. This is not overnight. It doesn't even happen overnight. You know why? Because God is steadily renovating us first. It's going to happen for you. You're going to get everything you asking him for, he said. But he said, be patient and let him work through you. Let him build you up. 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 Shine for me. Shine for me. I wanted to, there, there was someone that was supposed to be here this morning, and the Lord told me to tell them they haven't failed. Their job is their ministry. They didn't miss out. They feel like they've been pushed out of something, but they weren't. And the reason why I'm delivering it and I'm not calling any names is because I'm just emptying out. Is that all right? But, but they, they didn't lose anything. Their job is their ministry. They are still a minister. What is a minister? Matthew says a minister is a servant to the people. Everybody in here is a minister. Everybody in here is a king. What is a king? Having authority, having dominion. We, we, uh, these things don't happen overnight. We work toward it. But I'm telling you now, you better go after the Holy Ghost. Everything else can wait. It'll come. It'll line up. You better get the Holy Ghost. That way the devil don't get an advantage over you. Hear me when I tell you, I don't care what that devil say. He do not get an advantage over you. Not when you know how to work that word, wield that sword. Bind that devil in Jesus' name and mean it. Stop crying. You need power against that devil. Hmm. Hey, ba 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 ba. She shine for me. He shot her. Go little little mashe. Little little mahai. It's one more person. I believe it was three people. God told me to minister to. Just three. I'm only gonna do what He tell me to do. Cause the word was enough. You, you get up in the morning, you ought to be getting ready. Hey, I got a kingdom assignment. I got somewhere to be. I got to be on that job. Because I got to let the fruit of the spirit, the gifts of the spirit, the power of the Lord work through me. And if I'm not going to a job, I got a home to oversee. I got children to oversee. I got a husband to oversee. I got grounds to oversee. I got a business to oversee. Under the influence of the Holy Ghost. Because you know what the Bible said in Deuteronomy, don't you? It is the Lord that giveth thee power to get what? Wealth. Every occupation, every gifting in us, God gave it to us. To do what? To profit. To bring you in something. But I'm going to say it again. Every king had a priest. Because the priest is the voice. 
When you come in sometime and the devil just beat you and beat you and the Lord said lay hands on them and give and, and speak strength in their life. Give them a word of encouragement. Give them a word of direction. That's why you come to the house of the Lord. Because the priest is in the house. The voice is in the house. He said, believe the Lord your God, so shall you be established. Believe his prophets, so shall you prosper. And my prosperity won't be your prosperity. And your prosperity won't be my prosperity. And your prosperity won't be my prosperity. And mine won't be your. But we all got prosperity. I'm not trying to be somebody else. I just want to be who Jesus called me to be. And you ought to be who Jesus called you to be. It's a healing in the higher. It's a healing in the higher. Somebody said there's purpose. There's occupation. And there's an anointing. Say, I need all three. Say, I have all three. I just got to learn it and work it in Jesus' name. Amen.